This podcast is part of the Soul Zone Network. Hello, hello, it's Molly and Sarah from TheButterflyConnection.com. We're all connected and we're not alone. What if you could rebirth your soul, spark movement in your life, and reconnect with your authentic self? Join us each week as we connect with Source to answer the burning questions that lie deep within us and gain clarity and wisdom to soar to our greatest potential. Welcome to the Butterfly Connection, where the kinetics of your soul will give you wings to fly. This is BK29, Embracing Our Reality. Hello, hello, it's Molly and Sarah. Hi, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in with us this week. Today, we are going to talk about facing realities. It can be so easy for us to want things to look a certain way and want things to be a certain way. And in hanging on to those thoughts and ideas and wishes of how we want things to be and to look and to feel, many times we lose sight of what it really looks like, of what the situation really looks like, or what the situation is going to feel like if we are honest with what we're seeing and feeling and experiencing. So we're going to talk a little bit about what does that feel like and some things that we can do in order to start to move into the reality of things and how to handle and cope with that. Yes. I think it has to do also with looking at the bigger picture. And it's hard to do that when you're in a situation where you want things to look a certain way and they don't. And I know in the past, we've talked about self-realizations and how to come to self-realizations and how to move forward. But in essence, once you have a self-realization, you also have to come to a reality check. You have to realize that what you want and what you believe and how you would like things to be may not fit inside your box. You might not even fit inside your box. And it's coming to terms with that. It's, it's almost like kind of grieving in a way because you have to grieve what you thought things were going to be like and you have to grieve things that are no longer the same. So it goes way beyond self-realization. It goes to the point where you have to grieve what once was and embrace current reality. And really when we're talking about facing reality, it can be so easy when we are in a situation, like, for instance, just how we want an outcome to look like. Sometimes we almost premeditate a scenario of how we think it's going to look, how we think it's going to feel, how we think it's going to be. And then when we're in the experience and it doesn't look that way, it doesn't feel that way, it can be very easy to get disappointed 
But really, what just happened is you created an alternate reality of what you thought it would be, this premeditated idea, instead of just living in that moment and experiencing what that was going to look like and embracing what that was going to look like and just letting it be, just be what it is. Yes. And also not having any expectations. And I think that is something really to talk about because why is it that we have a hard time seeing things for what they are? Why do we kind of put a mask over our face? Why do we pull the wool over our eyes? It's because we have a set of expectations that either we want to meet for ourselves or we want other people to meet. And that, like Molly was saying, yeah, there is an essence, a, a little bit of, or a lot of disappointment because, you know, it's not going to be the way that you're imagining it in your head and with those expectations. And so how can you get past that or how can you look at relationships with other people in a different way and be able to come to that with an open mind? rather than with like this running list in your head. And I laugh a little bit because I am so very guilty of this in my relationships with people um, and the very extremely high expectations that I put on myself. And I feel disappointed a lot. But as I'm learning now, I really need to remember that if I just be and not live in my expectations, then there's no room for disappointment because whatever is supposed to be will be. Exactly. And I'm going to bring up a situation actually that Sarah and I are dealing with right now. And I'm sure all of you out there who have possible like limitations when it comes to dietary or physical, you can experience this as well. But Sarah and I, we have food allergies. And we are also coming to the terms that our children are also struggling with certain food allergies that we have. And as a parent, the last thing you ever want to feel is if you put a restriction on your child. And for us, just a prime example we were talking about earlier, she and I can't tolerate milk. And my kids can't tolerate milk. And her child is struggling with milk. And so right away as a mom, you think, oh, my gosh, I gave this to my child. I, I did this to my child. I feel horrible. I feel guilty. I feel absolutely terrible that my child cannot have milk. But we have to remember as parents, we did not do that to our child. We have an allergy. They have an allergy. And if you want to think about it from a higher perspective, Maybe our child or your child has a limitation or a food allergy because we are the best people to support them in that because we know what that's like to have that allergy. We know what it's like to have that limitation. Whereas another parent dealing with a child with a milk allergy might not know right away what to do to support their child, where we've been given this gift of exactly what to do or say. We already know the alternatives out there of what we can give our children or what they cannot have because we've had to do the research ourselves. 
And our kids have the beautiful ability of not having to discover their food allergy later on in life like we did and to have to heal our bodies from that. We can give them that beautiful gift of just learning the alternative ways to eat so that they can feel good now as opposed to living their life not feeling well. We can talk about reality and within relationships, and we can talk about realities within what we expect from ourselves, but you also have to face the reality that sometimes we have limitations in life. Sometimes we have limitations with what we can eat. Sometimes we have physical limitations, and sometimes people around us have those limitations, and that is just reality. It does not make us less than. It does not make us less important. It doesn't make us more important. It doesn't define who we are as people. It doesn't make us better parents. It doesn't make us worse parents. It just is. It's just part of what our reality looks like. Yes, absolutely. And in going through this now very newly with my son, I have realized that I have, in a sense, put an expectation on him because. When you have children, for those of you that out there that may or may not, when you have children, you want anything and everything for them. You want to be able to give them the world, so to speak. And so when limitations occur, such as this, it, it is disappointing and I felt disappointed and I, I am still feeling disappointed. However, what I'm learning, though, is, is there's a bigger purpose and a bigger reason why things happen, and we don't have control over that. So it's been like a big learning process for me. But if I move forward and not put an expectation on him that I wish or hope or desire for him to be able to eat the foods that I can no longer eat and just understand that this is just the way that his body is and his body works then it's like there's a shift. So how, though, can you come to a place where you can start viewing these things as that they just are what they are rather than having the expectations or being upset or disappointed about the limitations? And there's a lot of just soul-searching and work that comes with that. Yeah, and I... I feel like once we come to that point of being able to face the reality of a situation, there is some kind of emotion involved. And we have to allow ourselves to feel that emotion because it's a stepwise process. First, you have to be honest and be willing to see the reality for what it is. Then you need to be able to feel whatever feelings arise from that. And then you have to shift your perspective with it. So since we're using the example of food allergies, as this is pretty fresh for us, in knowing that with our children having a food allergy and then having to say to them, well, you can't have that, there's milk in it. Well, the immediate reaction from our children is tears. They feel that. that okay, why is there milk in everything? Why can't I have this, but other people can? And then we have to step up to the plate and explain, I know that hurts your feelings that you can't have this. And I know it's frustrating because there's a lot of things that have milk in it. However, 
let's do something that maybe we could recreate this in a way that is milk free. And for all we know, in giving that alternative gift to our children and that education, we might have little vegan chefs in the making. I don't know. You know, our our kids could end up creating some milk-free food creation or company. I mean, you don't know what what could come of it, but not only as a parent when you're you're working with a child that might have a food allergy or a physical limitation, it's not a limitation. We we have to I mean, no, we're using that word cuz that's what's used in society, but it's not a limitation. They're not limited in what they can do. Their, their reality of what they can do in life is endless. It just might mean that it's not going to happen in the way that it is societally thought to be done. Right. And, and it's also, if you can imagine, I mean, we're all on our own road, in our own vehicle, in our own lane. In our own world. Right. And no one's lane or road is any bigger or better or wider or whatever than anyone else's. And I think that what Molly says is really important because it, it is a matter of perspective. There have been many a days where I have been surrounded by people who were eating pizza and ice cream and f- kind of feeling down and sad, like, gee, I wish that I could participate in that because I come from an Italian family who, I mean, you pretty much mainline cheese and and, and dough all the time. (laughs) However, um, the perspective change for me was, wow, I lost 70 pounds. I feel so much better. And this is what's right for me and my body. So it's just remembering, I think, the bigger picture, which that was the bigger picture for me. I love what you said about that's what's right for my body and that's what's right for me. So regardless of what your reality is with the situation, coming to terms with the reality, whether it's a relationship or a health, something with your health or just any random scenario that we have to learn to just see it for what it is, we have to always remember that what is right for me what works for me in that situation. So if you're in a relationship and you're trying to convince yourself that this relationship is healthy for me, but the reality is it is not, then what is right for you? How can you learn to be honest about what it looks like? How can you learn to make it work for you that's right for you? How can you just learn to sit in moments in life and see them for exactly for what they are, and ask yourself, is this right for me? Is this not right for me? I also think that this um, very topic that we're talking about today goes hand in hand with our surrendering podcast. Because when you come to the realization of your reality, the real only way you can move forward here is what we're saying today, but also to surrender and understand that this is what is meant. And to also remember that just because in our current reality, we might see things and convince ourselves that they are good for us, even when they're not, that you have to dig deeper 
and you have to go down into your heart and you have to find your inner strength so that you could come to the conclusion that even if change is involved, that whatever it is that you're going through, maybe this reality is not what's best for you. And we're going to be releasing very soon a meditation that goes along with this called Inner Strength. And so we'll definitely have more information on our social media sites and our website as that comes forward. But inner strength is needed in a lot of things that we do in our lives. And I think for this in particular, it's really important. Absolutely. In essence, in order to see reality for what it really is, we have to be willing to let go. We have to be willing to live in the moment. We have to remove the ideas we create of how we think it should look before we're in the situation. And we need to honor our feelings as we go through the process and not put unrealistic expectations of how things are going to play out. Yes. And we have to be willing to walk our path without dragging tons and tons of chains and baggage behind us. Because in being in the moment and seeing the reality for what it is, for honoring our feelings in that moment, for just living, that is what's going to allow us to continue to grow, to continue to allow our soul to grow and to really enjoy life. All right. Well, thank you so much for tuning in with us this week. As always, you can check out our Facebook group page. Follow us on Instagram and Pinterest. We have a free Soul Reflections Challenge that you can sign up for on our website. And look forward to the upcoming meditation as well as a new class coming very soon. Yes. So have a wonderful week full of love and light. Blessings to you. Thank you for listening to The Butterfly Connection with Molly Ray and Sarah Courtney. Look for Soul Reflections Academy on our website, thebutterflyconnection.com, and sign up for our free Soul Reflection Challenge. We would love to hear from you. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and Google Play and give us a review. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. And join us next week for another soul-connecting conversation.